What's up, everybody? It's IBS Eases coming at you guys with week eight of the Backdoor Cover Gambling Podcast. Um, hopefully this week, I don't I don't have that weird like beginning where it wasn't any sound. I don't know how that happened. Anyway, it's just the intro um, from our original Backdoor Cover uh, podcast, the Shane McMahon intro. I don't know why I didn't show up last time, but either way, uh, we are still working out the kinks and by say. When I say we, I mean me. I'm still working out the kinks with the uh, Adobe Audition. Hopefully, hopefully by the third week in a row, uh, we will have this thing down pretty good. All right. So I'm just trying to provide a good production along with some wins. Um, I got called into work early, so I got to get out of here pretty quick. So I'll try to be as quick as possible here. All right. So this week... um, will be what I consider to be loosely capped for the show. Um, I'll talk about some things I like. Obviously, I'll, I'll talk about my super contests. Uh, the super contest picks are the picks that I like the most going into the week. So people who are kind of confused because the podcast, I try to cover every game. Uh, people who are kind of confused, like, what am I playing? What am I not playing? Typically, I'm playing what's on my super contest. The, the winner in the super contest gets $125,000. Uh, so if I'm making Making picks for a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar contest, um, you best believe that I'm using what I consider to be the premium picks. So if I mark something as a super contest play, or if I say I'm watching it, or I'm going to watch that line, or try to catch it at a at a key number. That means that I'm more than likely playing uh, that not only with my own personal money, but in the super contest. Um, Survivor wise, I once again picked a team that almost lost (laughs) this week. It was the Rams the week before. I think it was the Patriots or maybe the week before that. But either way, I had the Rams against the the Lions and my Survivor. Uh, I am still alive, thankfully, week eight. Uh, This week, I will be going with the Bengals against the Jets. Um, I have exhausted some of my my picks. I will, I guess, on the week nine episode, uh, dive a little bit more into Survivor because it it is a chance to win $50,000. And I mean, straight up. And if I tie with 50 other people, then we all get $1,000. But either way, it's rare that you get a 50-way tie for a Survivor. Uh, Last year, I think only three guys made it. So it would have been a nice little uh, pot to split. And it's 50K in cash and 50K in Bitcoin. So... Either way, I'll take it. Um, Week seven, straight down the middle split. Uh, Dogs went six and six and one. So, I mean, it couldn't get any more like even than what it got last week as far as like covering the number. Nine of the 13 games were decided by double digits. Six games decided by 22 or more. I mean, you know, it was one of those weeks where you you look at it and you're like, oh, this is going to suck. And then when you bet it, you're like, man, that was a a week I could have probably went five and oh, I had the the Colts plus four. I actually took the money line as well outright against the the Niners. Um, I picked the freaking Panthers um, as a favorite minus two and a half against the Giants. They got blown out. Uh, the Broncos, I tried to jump on that as early as I could. The Super Contest picks didn't come out until like Wednesday, or they don't they don't allow you to pick a game until like Wednesday. So it kind of threw me off. So in my personal bet, I had the Broncos uh, plus five and a half, which was fine. Uh, but 
I couldn't get it on my super contest until it was at plus three. So I was hoping for an outright win. I was pretty confident in an outright win. I even had a little money on the Broncos to win outright. Didn't didn't happen. Uh, Browns won 17-14. But then the worst was I pushed, which could have been a loss, but the push doesn't really help. It's half a point in the super contest. So, I mean, I sometimes I just rather lose. <laughs> Just, just hate the idea that it that it's a tie. Um, Bengals plus six and a half was my uh, best bet, and I loved it. I did not play them outright to win, which is absolutely ridiculous. But I did put a decent amount on them to cover. They looked incredible. Um, didn't start out incredible, but it didn't start out all that bad either. But I mean, just the stride that they hit and everything just came together that game. Um, like I said, you know, um, Burrow's really good against the blitz. The Ravens typically blitz a lot. And so it just all came together. My second play, which should have been, or my last play, uh, which should have been the best bet was the Raiders at minus two and a half. Just not a fan of the Eagles, man. And I think the Raiders, uh, Raiders have had two favorable matchups uh, post Gruden. And honestly, look a little bit more comfortable post-Gruden, uh, the two games that I've seen. So they even won without Waller, which, you know, if he had to play it, it's hard to tell how many points they would have scored. Uh, defense for them is, is still pretty solid. I, I think the Raiders are a team that, that can have some pretty significant value over the next couple of weeks, uh, as long as the books don't catch up yet. I think they're still undervaluing them uh, based on the fact that they don't have uh, Gruden as a head coach. Uh, other games I wish I had to put more money on, the Packers covered, uh, wasn't all that pretty. Titans covered. Titans should have been um, in my super contest for the Panthers. I almost switched them out, but decided not to. Uh, Falcons money line. I, I played that and I think that was it for me. Um, so rolling into week eight, my super contest picks, I will mark when we get to those games. Um, and then I'll let you know what number I got it at, what number I think is a good number to get it at. Um, and then, like always, we'll start with the Thursday game. All my lines are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is our sponsor for the group. If you want to get into sports gambling and you want to do it the right way, not the DFS way, not FanDuel's, not DraftKings, go to mybookie.ag, uh, use the promo code IBS Sports, and you'll get a nice little rollover and price match bonus. They also have the uh, boost for certain odds. Uh, the, today's boost is like half a point scored between the uh, Mavericks and, and some other team in basketball. And, and they'll basically match whatever you put on it up to, I think, $50. So get on it if you're not there. And if you're not there, honestly, what are you waiting on? Like, you've been in the group for so long. I mean, they've been a sponsor for years. All right. So Thursday night football Packers Cardinals Packers a lot of COVID related issues um, Jones is COVID related um, I mean not Jones Adams Devontae Adams uh, is it laser laser <laughs> the wide receiver too and then I think there there's a coach that was also on there like a defensive coach or something like that I have to double back and check so the line was at three Plus three. I like the Packers there. 
I wanted to take the Packers money line there. And then the COVID news came up, and now it's plus seven. I got to say, and, and he, um, I was talking to, to Chase about it this morning. He was like, you're doing a whole lot of uh, thinking for a Thursday night game. Thursday night games have been good to me, you know. Um, Monday night games have been good to me. They've kind of been why I've had such good weeks on the Super Contest. So I feel like I need to continue to keep giving them the attention that I've been giving them. And I will say that uh, on this particular game, I'm going to stick with my gut. I like the Packers with as many points as I can get. I think Aaron Rodgers obviously is good enough to keep them competitive. I don't see... I don't foresee a real issue as long as Randall Cobb and uh, the running back Jones and um, who is it? Dylan, I think is the other guy, my, my um, AJ Dylan uh, from uh, Boston College. Like they've got a, they still got a decent set of pieces to, to move the ball. Uh, I do have concerns that the Packers are not that efficient in the red zone, but the, the data that we have on the Packers when they don't have Devontae Adams is a little misleading. Um, they're 6-0 without Devontae Adams. And I would say in four of those six games, they had some kind of like injury advantage. Like they beat the Chiefs when they didn't have Patty Mahomes and they beat uh they beat somebody else when they're they're like a key player was injured. But either way, we've got enough data to show that typically Aaron Rodgers is going to move the ball no matter who's at receiver. And, uh, you know, I give Matt a little bit credit as a coach. He knows how to to make things work with the players that he has. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers somehow pull off an upset at at plus 235. I'm willing to bet that. Um, Just a little something on there, not anything too crazy. But the plus seven, I want to buy the hook to plus seven and a half and, and see what I get there. I mean, I'm willing to take that chance with Aaron Rodgers. And I'll say that the two games um, that the Cardinals have had at home um, have been, to me, they should both count as no covers, but they did get the cover against the Niners. Um, they did not cover against the Car- uh, the Vikings, which was, I think, week two or three. They had a no cover there. Uh, and then when they played the Niners, they had a no cover all the way up until Kyle Shanahan decided to be stupid and uh, kind of messed it up. But my thing is, is that they didn't look that great and they they didn't they didn't do the things I think a team needs to do to cover a touchdown spread. And they also were not playing Aaron fucking Rodgers. Right? So let me get my points for Aaron Rodgers. Cardinals are a good team, win or lose, no matter what happens in this game. I think the Cardinals are still a very good team, solid team. But in this particular case here, I'm going to, like I said, stick with my gut. I'm going to see what I can do with this Packers line, take as many points as I can, fading the public. The public is all over the Cardinals. Fading the public is usually a, a pretty solid move in the NFL, so I'll stick to my gut here. All right. Halloween Sunday. We've got the Dolphins Bills up first. Uh, Dolphins visiting the Bills. Bills laying 13 and a half over under at 49 and a half. I mean, my notes say there's no reason to back the Dolphins. Talented team, but awful execution. And that pretty much sums them up. Bills coming off a bye week. Could they fall asleep at the wheel? There's a possibility, but it doesn't happen often at home. 
I wouldn't be shocked if they blew the Dolphins out. I mean, I don't, I don't know if the Dolphins are lacking in effort because, again, the talent is there, but I, I just don't see them doing much here. Am I willing to lay it in my super contest? No. Am I willing to lay it uh, in a teaser? Possibly. Possibly. Um, I the pretty sure there's some other options out there for me. But um, this is a game that, you know, it's a division game. Typically in these division games, they stay competitive. They stay close. I just, you know, going off of what we saw the Bills do to the Dolphins before, like earlier in the season, yeah, they didn't have Tua, but when you add Tua in the mix, that team doesn't get significantly better. It's, just, it's virtually the same team. So, uh, yeah, I think this line is, is about right. And um, I don't like betting big spreads. You know, you guys who regularly listen to the show where me said, I don't like betting big spreads, but I don't have a problem here if you wanted to take the bills. Next game, a game that I think I need to speak on because I was one of those people that were like, man, the Panthers, they might be a good sleeper team. You know, they, they were looking good. Yes, I, I bought into it a little the first three weeks. Um, I still stand by my uh, my spread pick against the <laughs> against the Cowboys, although obviously the Cowboys are still number one in my power rankings uh, against the spread. But that particular game, I'm, I'm still standing by that. However, I have no excuse for backing the Panthers last week. That was a mistake. I should have known better. I'm not making that mistake this week. I got the Falcons here. I put the Falcons in my super contest. Yep, I put the Falcons in my super contest. Is that bad? I'm not even a big fan of Atlanta. It's more of a fade of Sam Darnold, man. Sam Darnold has thrown seven interceptions in his last four games. He has not looked good. He has not looked good on the road, even when they were um, 3-0. He didn't look good in that Cowboys game. Um, and it's really showing up. They, they just look awful. People are like, oh, they need McCaffrey back. McCaffrey, McCaffrey's not helping this. It's the quarterback. Um, and it's probably the offensive line, too, because when they switched quarterbacks, he was still getting smacked around. So it's not looking good. That defense is still solid. But, I mean, they're, I'm looking at it like even if the Falcons turn the ball over, how are they going to score consistently enough? And Atlanta, Atlanta's got a little something going right now um, with the Pitts Ryan connection, and I think it's a team playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they came out the bye week confident because they went into the bye week with the win. They put together a couple good games, and and I think they're riding high. And this is a Panthers team that still has some enough issues on offense that I think it will um, give the Falcons the boost they need to win this game. Now, if you don't want to play them on the super contest, or sorry, if you don't want to play them with the three, you could take a money line. Definitely, you could tease this uh, line, I think, here with the Falcons. Um, I wish I could get it back down to two and a half, but I, I highly doubt anybody is going to run to the to the counter to put money on the Panthers right now. Just not a good-looking team. Speaking of a team that's not looking good um, and has a lot of off-the-field issues internally, I would say, the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Detroit Lions over under at 48. Lions are um, getting three and a half at home. I'm pretty sure I've said this once before this year and I looked stupid for doing it. Give me the Lions money line. 
I like the Lions money line. I like I definitely like all the points I can get with the Lions. The Lions are playing competitive football. I, I joke on the meathead. I, I always make fun of Dan Campbell every chance I can get. But the meathead and the Lions are playing competitive football. They're good enough to beat a team that's not good. And the Eagles are not good. <laughs> Their coach is a clown. Uh, I'm pretty sure the the stories coming out of the locker room with with his motivational speech about flowers and and watering flowers. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it didn't go over well. And um, Hurts isn't. He's not a good quarterback. They don't have any kind of running game. It should be a competitive game and. The Lions have been moving the ball on better defenses. They just can't get out their own way. But I, I feel like this is the week where they can get it done. They almost beat the Ravens at home. Um, and then last week they had a great showing against the Rams. And they've had a couple of uh, heartbreaking like field goal type losses this season. So this is a team that I think can beat a team like the Eagles. Um, and the Eagles are just going to have to pack it in, I think, after this. So let me get the points. Uh, let me take a shot on the plus 155 lines here. Uh, let's see. The next Sunday afternoon game. Got an interesting battle. Titans visiting the Colts. Um, Colts are favored by one. Over-unders at 51. You know, um, there's, there's people who who have these like conventional wisdom type trends that they do. Um, and they would tell you that the Titans have had two emotional home wins against two teams that were really good. Um, the revenge game against the Chiefs last week, just riding high. This is a perfect letdown spot against a talented Colts team. And, that, and I'm not saying that because they beat the Niners. I'm saying that because against the number, the Colts are now 5-2 and two against the spread. If you're telling me that a team is 5-2 and two against the spread, going against a team that isn't all that great against the spread, but still been finding a way to win games, I'm going to side in what is virtually a pick with the home team here, and that's the Colts. I, I think... Um, with, with Taylor going, uh, the Titans don't really possess the type of pass rush that would really give Carson Wentz some problems. Uh, I really feel like that this is a team that, uh, if you take into consideration, they've got Buckner on the front line. They got, um, what's his name, uh, Leonard in the, in the linebacking core. I think this is a team that honestly could turn it around here. I've been saying for the last four weeks that the Colts are better than their record. I feel like I'm obligated to stand by that in this spot here. So I'm, I'm staying with the Colts. I have them in my super contest. I think this is going to be uh, another situation where we should fade the public. Like Titans are a very popular team right now. People are going to look at this line and say, you're giving me a point with the Titans. <laughs> and they just beat the Chiefs. And they just beat uh, whoever. They, I think I forgot who they beat before that. But anyway, they had these two like really good games. They're on a roll. People are going to be all over that. I'm not going to fall for that. I'm going to take the Colts here. All right. Um, Rams, Texans. Rams visiting the Texans. Rams laying 14 and a half over under 47. I mean, you guys know how good. It's a pass, <laughs> but the Rams should cover. Um, I would... I would probably take the Rams at 14. I, I, 
don't really I'm not really too eager to jump on these these large spreads, but the Rams have been beating bad teams on the road pretty significantly. And they just laid a dud against the Lions. So they'll be motivated to come out and whip up on the Texans. Um they've got the they've got the team that could give the Texans a lot of fits. Like we could see the turnover machine Davis Mills uh in this game. Uh, so again, fourteen and a half is a lot. If you want to tease it down to a to a touchdown, you can. But again, these are these are the type of lines that I'm not too pressed to play. If I could get it at fourteen, I probably would definitely consider it, um, even for my super contest. Bengals at the Jets. Bengals are favored by ten and a half. Uh, Jets defense has been really really awful. Um, they just got Flacco, who wasn't super bad when he played for the Jets, like the little time frame that he had. He'll probably be more accurate than Zach Wilson. So I'm not I'm not jumping to take this uh, either. I think my angle here is going to be the uh, Bengals side over in points. If they're at over under 42, we're looking at... Looking at give or take Bengals side around like 26, 27, maybe. Um, yeah, around 26, 27. I like the side over over anything under 28. So if I can get them at 26, 27, I'm taking it over because I think they get 28 plus this game. Uh, Jets defense has been giving up a lot of points. Um Part of that is probably because of the turnover machine that is Zach Wilson. But again, I think it's a good angle there. Most definitely would tease this down to a three. Uh, but my angle for this particular game is, like I said, going to be the Jets side or the Bengals side over uh, 26 or 27 points. When the team side comes out, um, I think team size can be profitable if you know what you're doing um, and if you know the situations that you're getting sometimes. Uh, example, last week, I mean, I had everything Colts. I had the Colts on the spread. I had the Colts on the money line. And then when I saw that it was only 19, I had the Colts on their side over too, and they hit 20. <laughs> so I think, again, if you got a team that can consistently move the ball and, and against a team that has a tendency to turn the ball over, anything under 24, you really got to look at. And then when you look at how prolific the Bengals like offenses, especially coming on stronger in the second half of games, definitely um, have to consider taking their side over here. Uh, check the weather. Obviously, we got weather all over. If if it's not like stupid rainy, and um, even with a little bit of wind, you should be fine there. All right. Um, Steelers visiting the Browns. Steelers are getting three and a half. Over-unders at 42 and a half. I need to know who's my quarterback. I need to know who's my running back. I need to know who's playing for the Browns. I would still take Case Keenum here. I would still take Case Keenum to cover three against the Steelers. I really would. I don't think the Steelers are good, and I have seen this Browns defense prey on bad offenses, and and no matter how poor their offense plays in Cleveland, the defense has played so well that they put them in positions where you, you got to get something out of it. You got to get some kind of points, and that's how they beat teams like the, the Vikings. Um no offense didn't really shot. I think they only got 14 points that game. But the defense was so good, and they 
won the position, uh, filled the position. Uh, they won the field position battle. Sorry, it's, it's early in the morning, but they won the field position battle. And um, that's how they essentially not only covered, but won the game. Now, I will say that Vegas is, is catching on a little to that. Uh, this line should have been or would have been typically, especially with like Keenum starting, would have been about one and a half to two. But now it's like three and a half, almost four. I think they just they recognize that this is still a, a good team, even without their starting quarterback. All right. Niners, Bears, Niners favored by four over-unders at 40. And that size, just as a Niners fan, Kyle Shanahan is just a prick, man. Like, he's just... He's just ridiculous. This this team is better than the Bears. They should be. This this shouldn't even. This should be a touchdown. But because the Niners don't execute the way that they should, and because they're one of the worst teams against the spread, you're going up against the Chicago Bear offense that only has a running back, and the quarterback has been awful. The coaching staff doesn't seem like they have a grasp on what he can and can't do. Like there's no synergy with the Chicago team, and it's still four you know like that's crazy to me but i get it um let me get the niners let me get the niners we're not a bad road team i know we don't cover the number if if we don't if we don't cover this i will be so so disappointed as a fan uh khalil max is going to be out that really helps the niners really takes uh, a lot of sting off of that Bears defense. I think Debo Samuels is going to have a good game. I feel like Mitchell is going to carry the ball like 25, 30 times this time, finally. Um, hopefully we get Kittles back. Um, but I, I think that with the Bears not having the type of offense that can challenge you through the air, it's it's a game that the Niners will, will look good in. I mean, essentially this is going to be to me, similar to what we had uh, when we played the Eagles. So, like the cover, uh, four is not anything I'd be afraid of. Like I said, I think this should. I think the Niners, if they play the way they're supposed to play, or at least a touchdown better. So, um, Seahawks Jags. Uh, that's the four o five. So this is the four o'clock games. Jacksonville Jaguars are traveling to Seattle. Um, Seattle's laying three over under forty three and a half. Man, uh, I, I feel like I'm crazy, but I'm I'm leaning to Pete Carroll in an in outright, I mean, not Pete Carroll, to Urban Meyer in an outright win. I don't like the Seahawks. I think this defense is trash. Um, if Robinson gets going and the Jags play like they got some sense, they can beat Geno in the, in the Seahawks. Problem is that we're talking about Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer going on the road, uh, playing in a hostile environment and, and having the focus and discipline not to trick this game up. Let me get a little bit more points. Okay. If we could just get this at four, Seattle is, is still a, I think a, a popular enough venue that people will see the, the Seahawks at home and, and, and probably lay a little bit more on Seattle, but I don't think they covered a the number here. Uh, they got two guys on the outside that they don't use. They don't use DK or um, Tyler Lockett with Geno at quarterback, so it just kind of makes things a little bit easier for teams. So uh, I like the Jags in the low-scoring game. 
Uh, the game of the week, by most people's standards, Patriots traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Chargers laying five, over on at forty nine. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bring my personal feelings into the game of the show, but I am so fucking tired of people acting like the Patriots are the the Tom Brady Patriots. Like they want Mac Jones to be Tom Brady so so bad. Like the Patriots have beat the shit out the Jets. They've beat them by like, I think the combined score was like 70 to like 14 or something like that. Some something ridiculous. And every time they played the Jets this season, like so the first time they played the Jets, they came in grossly overvalued the next game. This time, they're to me, they're grossly overvalued again. Like, what are we talking about here? Mac Jones is not the savior, man. He had a he had two good games against the Jets and he did a decent showing against the uh, Cowboys and then he um, he had a good showing against um, who's the team? Oh, the Buccaneers like decent enough yeah I played Tom Brady that game but guess what they were all home games people home games and it doesn't matter if you go to the Meadowlands playing the Jets because the Jets suck so why are we giving this man so much credit why are we giving this man so much credit the Chargers, if they actually did get some rest over their bye week, if we're talking about a fresh Chargers team, they should beat the shit out the Patriots. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, they should dominate the Patriots. Like, what do the Patriots do well that the Chargers can't beat, like, outright? Like, if we put the rosters together, man for man, they're better. The only edge that the Patriots have is a coaching edge. And the coaching edge is only so good or only so advantageous because of the personnel that they have on the field. And that is what I keep seeing with the freaking Patriots. Let me get the charges here, man. And the disrespect is ridiculous. And then talking about Justin Herbert and how the Patriots gave him fits last year. Totally different defense. Totally different defense. Come on, people. Like, get out of here. And it's no disrespect to Bill. I'm just, I'm just sick and tired of people acting like this is the 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 Patriot dynasty that we were used to seeing. Like, no, man, they got a rookie quarterback who still has turned the ball over in, in several games. We just need to take the Jets out of the equation off of their uh, off of their schedule, and then assess the team without putting those games into play. Because again, every time they play these bastards, they come in grossly overvalued. I think the Chargers win by at least a touchdown. I think uh, Herbert plays great. I don't think the Patriots are going to travel well uh, playing the Chargers off the bye week. All right. Washington football team going to the Broncos, 425 game. Uh, Broncos are laying three over unders at 44. I don't think the Broncos should be favored against anybody right now. And and that's saying a lot um, because – I love Teddy. You know, Teddy covers, Teddy covers. Yeah, Teddy ain't covered the last couple games. He pushed last game, but Teddy's had some some eh kind of moments. And the football team just they just can't get right, man. They they really should have covered last week. They really sh- should have covered. Um, and I thought they didn't play too bad against the Packers. Uh, I, I on the recap show I did with Joe, I talked about how. Um, if you if I read you the stat line, you would have thought that the uh, 
Packers possibly lost. But no, they actually won by 10. So it's just a weird way, weird game. Broncos don't got a lot going for them right now. Um, they, they need a win in a bad way. They are, I would say, a semi-desperate team right now. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to lean Broncos right now. I did not put this in my super contest. I'm going to wait and see um, for a second here. Anything over three, I'll probably switch my lean to the Washington football team. Um, I just, it's just this, that secondary is just so bad, man. I mean, secondary is bad and their pass rush, their pass rush is very um, overrated. And the teams that have given the Broncos fits have been able to get pressure and cover at the same time. I think with the Washington football team, you get either or. You get pressure, no coverage, or you get coverage, no pressure. And um, that could be a problem for Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, the health of the Broncos is a, is a, um, a big thing. Teddy's been playing hurt the last couple of weeks. He's He's been questionable. He had a concussion issue. Uh, then he came back. I think it was like an ankle issue. So um, I'll check the pack practice schedule to see how he's doing this week. If he upgraded to probable or, or not on there, it'll give me a little bit more confidence to, to back the Broncos here. Um, Heineke sucks. I mean, you know, that's what you kind of expect from a guy with his pedigree. Is it's a great story. You know, you're you're happy to see people get an opportunity to live out their dreams and things like that. But when we're talking about gambling and 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 the money's involved, I don't give a damn about your Make a Wish uh, Foundation type stuff. Just cover the number, and he's not doing that. So um, this will be this will be a game. Like I said, depends on where the number lands. Before kickoff, uh, it'll it'll decide who I'm backing. Right now, the lean under three and a half would be Broncos. Anything over three um, might be uh, Washington football team. Uh, people who are in the all-star group, I'll let you know um, come Sunday, or I'll say it on the show uh, that we do, uh, the pregame show that we do with uh, Ronnie and Corey. I'll let you know then. All right. Um, 425 game Buccaneers traveling to the New Orleans Saints. My boy Jameis Winston. Man, Jameis is a funny dude. I mess. Uh, look, if AB ain't playing, let me get the Saints to cover, man. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints won just because the Buccaneers, they're not going to go 17 and, and, oh, sorry, 16 and 1. They're going to lose at least two to three games. Probably against the division opponent and, and like this, like the Saints. So um, the Saints just they just make they just make games more difficult than what they should be. But the Buccaneers don't they don't travel as well as people think from time to time. And the only saving grace right now is that this might not be a primetime game, or it might be it might be a, a game that's uh, that's not nationally televised because. I'm looking at the other games and Patriots Chargers will probably be on CBS and then you more than likely get the Washington football team and the Broncos. But then again, I don't know. Uh, but either way, I think the I think the Saints cover here. I think the defense does enough to, to keep it close. Five and a half um, seems like a backdoor cover type number. Um, and then you can bet on Jameis and Sean Payton and them to do a backdoor cover. So that's where I'm leaning at right now. And I think I, yep, I put that in my super contest. So I got to go with that, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Sunday night football game. Definitely an interesting game. Cowboys, Vikings, uh, Cowboys favored by one and a half coming off the bye week over under at 55. Man, I am tripping again. And I will say that I got three games, three games. I've already given you two where I'm like, fade the public, fade the public, fade the public. I don't want to do this, but got to fade the public again, man. Cowboys are a good team. I don't think this is an indication of them having any issues or shortcomings. I just think that the Vikings are in a position right now. Their team is trending up. They've got the the skill set on offense to really challenge this Cowboys defense. And then they've got the ability on defense and the defense that has been playing a lot better to put the Cowboys in situations where they, they don't like to be, which is third and longs. Um, I, I mean, you know, the last couple games that I've seen the Vikings play uh, or the last three weeks that I saw the Vikings play, I saw a defense that was getting better at stopping the run, getting more third and long situations and forcing teams to pass and obvious passing downs, playing to a, a strength of, of their defense, which is rushing the passer and allowing these guys to, to sit back in their in their um, comfortable like coverages. Whereas like sometimes when you get those tweener downs, where you, you sometimes get teams that'll be too aggressive when they want to actually sit back and, and, and cover, or you get teams that sit back and cover against a team that likes to run the ball and, and it's just it just throws things off. It's a lot easier from an X and O standpoint, or in just in general, if you're thinking like a coach, it'd be a lot easier to stop a, a third and 15 than a third and three. Because the playbook is wide open on third and three, whereas on third and 15, you know, there's only so many different route combinations or, or passes that you're going to see. And it's going to obviously be a pass. And so what the Vikings have been doing is getting people in obvious passing downs and letting letting it fly, man. And um, it's been working. Uh, the offense hasn't always come through like in that Broncos game. But they did good to stop the run in the Broncos. I mean, the Browns game. They did good against the run in the Browns game. I think for a, a team like the Browns, who were just beasts all around in their running game. Obviously, they've got three hundred yard backs uh, sitting on their roster. But I thought they did well. It's just the, the offense didn't show up. Cowboys defense is is is. They're boomer bust. They're getting turnovers, and and that's great. But when they're not getting turnovers, they're allowing points, and and that's what scares me. Is that what if Kirk Cousins has a has a good game? What if Dalvin Cook has a good game? What if they don't turn? What if the Vikings don't turn the ball over? Then what are we looking at? And um, I'm looking at coaching, and y'all know how I feel about my guy uh, McCarthy. So again, I'm, it's a, it's a fade of the public. It's not really a fade of the Cowboys. They're still number one in my power rankings. And this is my personal uh, preference here is that I'm not trying to, I'm, I don't want anything to do with heavy public picks this week. So the Cowboys will be a heavy public pick. The Titans will be a heavy public pick. And then, um, Who's my other one? Oh, the Cardinals are going to be a heavy public pick. So I'm off on all three of those. And I guess good luck to me. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have to follow that advice, but that's just that's just what I'm going with this week. All right. Uh, Monday night game. Chiefs 
hosting the Giants. Chiefs land nine and a half. Giants are some cover monsters, man, on the road. Let me get all the points I can with the Giants. I'm not even going to overthink this thing. Chiefs can't do shit right now, right? <laughs> Especially on uh, defense. So, um, I'm not touching anything with the Chiefs. I don't care how bad people think the Giants are. They cover the numbers on the road. I will take my chances with the cover on the Giants. Um, over on there, 52 and a half. I'll take the over there, um, which, again, it's rare for me to, to be boosting something like that. But, yeah, let me get the over there. And if we're at 52 and a half and the spread's almost 10, I mean, I'm looking at a giant side that might be close to, like, 20 and a half or 21. I'll take the team side over, too. I really will. Like, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Chiefs right now um, and don't think they need to be – uh, double digit spreads for the Chiefs. Matter of fact, it was at 10 and a half and it's down to nine and a half overnight. So that'll let you know kind of where everybody else is standing too. Like a lot of people back in the Giants here. All right. So um, those are my picks. Like quick recap Falcons, Lions, Vikings, Saints, Colts are going in my super contest as of right now. Those things are subject to change. Obviously, if we get injury news, COVID news, or emails drop <laughs> you know like they're subject to change but right now those are the, the points that i'm taking um with those teams fading the public is my strategy for week eight we will see how that goes i'll look forward to doing the recap there and um if you haven't checked out the daily fantasy podcast or if you haven't checked out the recap show make sure you go check those shows out um we'll be back with you got a minute fam this week i think um ronnie's been running himself crazy so I don't really help with the production of the show, so I probably should start doing that. Uh, but everybody's kind of doing their own thing right now. So support the podcast that we put out, support the brand. Uh, and as always, I will be back next week with another recap show.